Welcome to On The Block with Richard Stone. Richard is a 40-something construction company owner based in the UK. His passions are technology, business automation, customer experience, and helping other small business owners using his own valuable life and business experience. This podcast will be a mixture of solo spots, casual conversation, as well as inspirational key people of influence from their respective fields. Make yourself comfortable and enjoy listening. Here is your host, Richard Stone. Good morning and welcome to Luke Colville of Colville Kitchens, is that right? That's the brand name, isn't it? Colville Kitchens Limited. Thank you for joining us today. So, We'll start at the top with our intro questions, as we always do. So, what did Luke want to do as a child? As 90% of all kids, I wanted to be a footballer, mate. Did you? Of course I did. The other 10% <laughs> wanted to play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably bigger than that, isn't it? Yeah, no, obsessed, mate. As soon as I was old enough to walk, my mum always said I was just always kicking the ball around. And that oh, cool. moved through into, you know, primary school, into my teens. And I obsessed with it, mate. Loved it. Big Man United fan. Uh, my son's now a Leicester fan, so there's 50 cooks in our house. I can imagine. Yeah, so because we live in Leicester, obviously. But yes. uh, yeah, no, I wanted to be a footballer. Uh, loved it. It was, uh, I think it was great being a part of a, a team as a kid. So many friends and the whole social aspect of football is, is good. You know, it's, there's a few ruffians out there who give football a bad name. But on the whole, it's a great, it's a great sport to be a part of. I'm still a part of it now. Still a coach coaching kids and uh you know still playing as well five aside oh, well okay couldn't play 11 aside now mate oh my knees can't take it yeah <laughs> i don't know i've played a couple of five side matches of a company i used to work at a few years ago and I, that was bloody brutal there were a couple <laughs> of real big bruisers that were um yeah i think they were more sort of looking to vent their sort of professional frustrations of the day on a ball i think rather than the sport. <laughs> i read that, I read that a piece in the Times. someone said that uh five side football is the new white collar boxing yeah, yeah. There was an interesting documentary about white collar boxing the other night, and just how dangerous it is actually. Yeah, it's not. I I wouldn't want to get in the ring and uh, and let someone punch 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 the lights out of no. me. I'd no, like, I wouldn't. I'm all right for that. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. A friend of mine, they lost um, they lost one of his children probably three or four years ago now, um, and he's done a couple um, couple of events to raise money for the specific hospice where their son spent sort of the last part of his life. Um, which they've raised a lot of money for and done some real good. But yeah, he said it's it's really not for the faint-hearted. It's, people say, oh, it's only three two-minute rounds, it'll be easy. <laughs> it definitely is anything but easy. <laughs> I think if I ever got roped in, you'd just see me running around the ring for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> some guy chasing me. Yeah. I've been to a few final account meetings that have felt like a boxing match, but never quite got in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so moving forward then. So fa- who's your favourite famous person or person yeah. of influence? I tell you what, favorite. That's that's a good question, that is, mate. But I, uh, I'm a musician as well, so I play piano and I play guitar. And I used to be in a band. Oh well. Yeah, uh, in my early twenties, I was in a band, which was great. Uh, but for me, Liam Gallagher is just a man. Liam Gallagher, he's just. I mean, not. I mean, he's he's a bit he's a bit monotonous. Let's be honest. Every now and then, you think, oh, what you said that for you? But what I like about Liam is he doesn't care what people think which is great. You know, you and I have got a, a, a guy in common who often shouts about other people's opinions and none of my business. Yeah. 
Liam Gallagher is a perfect example of that. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. He no. just goes about his business. He is what he is, and he's famous because of that attitude. Yeah, he's true um, to himself, isn't he? Very he's much. Absolutely, so. and he's a he's a great rock star. He's, he's probably the the last rock star of a generation. There's not many rock stars around, but he is he is a rock yeah. star. He doesn't care, and he, he wants to be a rock star. So yeah, Liam Gallagher for me, top bloke. Cool. Okay, so moving on then. So question three: three things from your bucket list. Okay, so I want to, uh, me and the me and my wife would like to go uh, and drive across America, do Route 66. Well, okay, out. yeah. We're waiting for, because we've got young children, so we've got three young children, so we're going to wait until they're a little bit older, then we're going to jump jump on a plane, pick up a Cadillac and just, just drive across America, stay nice. in some motels and just do it, you know. Just, I can't wait to do that. I'm looking forward to it. That'd be good. That's quite a long trip though, isn't it? I think from uh, people I've spoken to about it before said so you need to allow like three to four weeks to do it properly. And get yeah, the best yeah, out yeah. Of it. We're thinking like about, about six weeks. We might even jump in one of these uh, big Winnebago, you know, cameras. Nice, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'm a, great. I'm watching Gordon, Fred and Gina at the moment <laughs> and that is absolutely hilarious. That's uh, a proper boys. Boys day out that is, but yeah, yeah like I'm watching fun. that as well. So it would probably be something similar to that. But yeah, so I'd like to do that. Uh, I want to go to Niagara Falls as well. Have you been to Niagara Falls? No, I haven't. I've seen my parents went last year. Um, they're kind of like doing their bucket list over the last sort of seven or eight years. Um, right. I think they've done like 250 countries in five years. Lovely. Yeah, it's mad. It's, they're permanently on holiday. Um, yeah. And the footage and stuff that they've got that they showed me was just absolutely staggering. Well, I mean, what a piece of real estate. It's just, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool, so Niagara Falls number two. Yeah, and then uh, I think because this, is, this isn't unrealistic as you think, because technology is moving so fast and there's so many people at it, I think potentially in my lifetime I'd like to go to space. And there's a chance. Okay. I think there's a chance. I think uh, I might be in my 60s, 70s, might be in my 80s, mate, but, you know. 80s will be in the new 50s by the time we get there, look. <laughs> I think you're right. i still be working hard. Yeah, I just hope we're not still in lockdown. <laughs> no, but I'd like to do that. It'd be good. I, not just, not, I'm not interested in, the, in the, the feeling of weightlessness and all of that. What I'd like to do, because I'm all about perspective, I'd just like to take a look at us. I'd like to be in space and look, look back at our planet and think, mm. wow. We're just so insignificant. We're nothing, yeah. really. We're nothing, and just get some. So I'd love to do that. That'd be a great thing to do. Yeah, I think. Can't you book? I don't. I'm sure that when we was when we were elite together, there was somebody there that was talking about it. I'm not going to name bomb anybody, but there was, <laughs> per, there was a person there that was um, that shares that sort of passion for different reasons. Yes, um, there were, and yeah, I, there and was, I believe yeah. there was a, there was a figure being banded around, wasn't there? So there I think is. You, it's a big old figure. So you can do it. It's definitely the sort of thing you're going to do where you, you, you get to retirement age and you think, right, I've planned out my retirement. There's the money in that pot for that. There's the money for the kids. And what's left over? Will that get me into space? Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be a big pot, I think. Well, I skipped them a pot. <laughs> right. So on that note, then, so three things that you've had enough of that you'd like to put in room 101. Right. Uh, inspirational quotes on social media. Cool. Just, uh, just, just tell these animals to stop it, mate. Just say, just, just. I mean, uh, inspirational quotes. What, what, what's, what's it about? I mean, I get it, you know. But half of these people are twallops anyway. They don't, they don't follow through with it. So, inspirational quotes on social media. Get them, get them in one hundred and one, mate. Get rid of them. Oh. Uh, no manners cost nothing, does it? It costs nothing to have manners. Dragged up, probably me. Yeah, me too. Up. Especially, you know, when you're, there's, there's like an unwritten law in, in, in my head. If you're driving along in the car 
and you, you you come up to a maybe a row of cars and you have to let the other car come because it's there right away. You got your hands on the steering wheel and you just just lift t- just a couple of fingers just to acknowledge that it's been done. Yeah, just exactly. A little, yeah. Just a little. Just one I think they call it common courtesy, don't they? I think so, mate. I always do. And when when I wait for somebody and somebody drives past me and they don't they don't just wave or put a few fingers up, I just like, oh man, if I could spin the car around, I'd chase them down the road and grab them. <laughs> It's probably a good job we did this now then before you get nicked for road rage. <laughs> so third thing? Uh, third thing, this is, uh, this is a serious one, mate. This is animal cruelty. Anything to do with animals. I can't mm. stand it. I'm a big, big animal fan. I've got a dog. We, we, we like animals. And I just think anything to do with animal cruelty, mate. Get it in one one mm. Get rid of these muppets who think it's okay to hurt animals. Mm. Get rid. Yeah, put them in there as well, I say. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. Right, so next one then. I think this is going to be really interesting. If you could have dinner with a famous person of your choosing, who would that person be? Where would you eat? And what would you eat? Right, okay, I'll go, I'll go backwards. Uh, my favourite meal is tuna pasta bake. Now, there's the reason for this. It's, it's the only meal I can make. <laughs> if my wife is, is, isn't able to cook and she'll say, oh, can you just make the kids some tea? They know what they're getting. His daddy's, his daddy's tuna pasta bacon. It's, it is class, mate. They love it. It's great. So I'd eat that. I'd be in the White House and I'd be sitting down with Barack Obama. Wow, okay. Yeah, I'd love to sit down with him in, 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 you know, in his office in the Oval and just, and just have a real good chat. He was the first black president. Mm. And people forget that. People forget that, that, that not only was he a great president and, and you know, did, did a lot of good things for America, uh he was also the first black president as well which is which is big i think it's a big deal uh and yeah i mean it's really interesting to look at america now and look at what trump's doing and you think i i wonder what i wonder how america would act differently if barack was still there yeah i think it'd be a different place if i'm honest i've just gone cold actually because i can vividly recall watching him actually be elected and the results being returned and seeing the passion and the emotion on people's faces was just palpable. It was, it was unforgettable. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? It was a great yeah. moment in history, mm. and, and yeah. I think it'll, it will go down as a, as, as, as a defining moment for America. I think. Yeah, I think it will. I think they're having a wobble at the minute with <laughs> Trump. Love him or loathe him, because yeah. a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't. But love him or loathe him, they're having a bit of a wobble. Uh, and he's he always he always brought a, an air of calmness to any situation. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I always like that about him. Very, very cool under pressure and, and a great guy by, by all accounts. Everything I've heard about him, great guy. But he, was here, he was there and he acknowledged it was a difficult job. He had a job to do and that's what he was there to do. He was there to do a job. He wasn't there to further anything else. He was there to deliver. And I think there's a lot of parallels because, you know, people sort of, there's, there's two camps about Bojo. There's people that love him and there's people that hate him. Like him or loathe him, you can't deny he's actually done a pretty good job so far because he's got on with a job. He's not worried about people taking the mickey out of him or asking him if he saw his mum on Mother's Day. He's not interested in all that rhetoric and bullshit. He's there to do a job, and yeah. that's all he cares about is doing that job. And I think there's quite a lot of parallels between the two of them. You can look at two people physically and say, they're, you know, they're not brothers from another mother. They're not poles apart. Um, <laughs> But I think the way that they've approached some of the challenges that they've had, there's certainly some similarities in terms of probably their mindset. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. I think you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. I think what, uh, like or, or, or loathe our government uh, uh, currently, 
you know what? They're steering the ship in the right direction. So you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't you, I'm not into, I'm not into into politics and jumping on the bandwagon and of this and that. Uh, but credit where credit's due, definitely. Cool. So tuna pasta bake sounds good to me. <laughs> so favourite hobby or pastime? It's still football, mate. Going back Is to it that, still football? Still, well, still football. So still playing twice a week. Uh, really miss it. There's no sport on at the weekends at the mm. minute. No Premier it's League. Just, yeah, it's just nothing, is it? Nothing. It's really hard, and you don't realise how much you love it until it's gone. Mm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so really miss that. And yeah, still love it, mate. Love it. Love it. It's a great social sport. Great for exercise, and it keeps me keeps me uh, in touch with all of my old schoolmates, and we all still play together. It's good. It's great. Cool. Favourite holiday destination? Where is it that Luke's you know what, been mate, or I've, wants I've, to go? Yeah, I've been. I've been lucky. I've been. We, me and my wife, have travelled a lot and, and made a made a point of travelling a lot. Uh, but the the best destination for me always comes back to uh, how was it? Wow, or or was it? You got the best memories. Mm. And for me, it's the, it's the memories that, that, that count. And so the best yeah. place we've ever been to, and we've been there three times now, is uh, Disney World in America. Okay. Lo- absolutely love it. The kids love it. We go out there. We have a great big villa on the lake. And it's just, uh, we love it. We love everything about America. We love how much space there is. We love how big everything is. We love the, their attitude to life. Uh, and, yeah, Disney, for me, is great. Would would go there in a heartbeat. Be booking a flight as soon as this is over, then. Yeah, I might get some deals. I think. Yeah, um, I think there's two camps about the, the, the tourist destination holiday industry, and I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I've got opinions either way. I think it's never going to look the same again. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's going to become very, very expensive, quite quickly. I think so. I think, uh, I think you're right. I think they're going to. The government have had to uh, obviously bail out a few of the big boys. Mm. So the obviously tax is going to go up. So they're going to want their money back. So the, yeah. the flight tax is going to go sky high. Of course it and is. These, these companies themselves, they're taking such a big hit. Uh, they're going to rely on the people. They're going to rely to the, the, the mid to upper class people who can afford to go on holiday anyway. And if they bang a thousand pound on their holiday, they're still going to go. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if, if a fam, average kind of, I don't know, uh, middle class family is spending 10 grand on a holiday, if they put another grand on and make it 11 grand, it's nothing to them. They're going to go anyway, yeah. but they're going to make their money back. So I think you're right. And the prices are going to, going to and yeah. they're going to have to. You know, yeah, you know. It's not a sustainable model. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, the, the travel industry is a, is, is a perfect example of a race to the bottom. Mm. It's a perfect example because you can yeah. buy the same holiday on several different websites and they're all just trying to undercut each other. Mm. And you've seen it in the past kind of three or four years. They've all just fallen one by one of them. Yep. It's gone because you just can't sustain yeah, just, that. Just can't, you can't sustain it. It's a Dutch auction, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, so what makes Luke proud? Uh, my family. Good answer. I like kids, that. Kids, wife, and the kids. Always. No, no, no question. That's uh, the first thing that came to mind when anybody asked that question. Cool. So, so moving on then. So, what three tips would you have for business owners right now? Right now, what three tips I would have is I can only, I suppose you can only go on, on, on personal experiences and what you're doing as a business owner. Because you, if you're doing it, then you obviously think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I hope you do. You'd anyway. like to think so. <laughs> yeah, you would. So I think under the current situations, my first tip would be to look at your business as, as, as two entities. So you've got to, on one side, you have to defend the business. 
you've got to defend it. Doesn't matter how your business looks, you have to put everything, you've got to defend it. Doesn't matter how your business looks, you have to put everything in place to defend it. And I hope that everyone listening to this podcast has done that uh, by making the right decisions with staff and, and how your overheads look and make sure you defend that business so it's there when you come out of it. So that should be 50% of what you're doing. The other 50% should just be solely focused on growing the business. Uh, you have to make sure that when you're, you've got this downtime, the business can grow. There's this mindset around, I hate it when I hear people say, oh yeah, it's like everyone's just, just pressed pause. It's bollocks, no one's pressed pause. You've got, you've got all this downtime to do all this stuff. Uh, get it done, grow the business, yeah. work on the business, work on yourself. There's lots of personal development that can go on. There's certainly a lot of business development that can go on. I wrote an article uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is coming out in May for an industry magazine. Uh, and I basically said, we will never, ever, as directors, as company directors, we will never get an opportunity like this again in our lifetime, where literally we everything stops and you get the chance to just focus on the business. Yeah. You'll never get this opportunity again. If somebody said to me six months ago, uh, hey, Luke, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of stop the economy. Uh, and we're going to give you the opportunity to just work on your business for four to five weeks. And it's not going to affect your cash flow. Your business is still going to be there at the end. And guess what? All your competitors are going to have to do the same as well. Do you want to do that? I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely. That's like the clear thing, isn't it? It's that it's working on your business and not in it. And that's the thing. Day to day, you get so sucked into the kind of the here and now, the operational, the commercial, absolutely. all the other sort of things that are pulling you in all sorts of different directions. It's hard to sort of, to sort of block that time out to make the distinction of working on your business and not in it. Yeah, so because, this is the ideal opportunity to be able to do that, isn't it? Yeah, and we're creatures of habit, aren't we? We, create, we yeah. You and I just discussed this before we, yeah. before we jumped on, that, that, that routine is you, 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 you tend to not plan your day because as a director of a company, you just turn up for work and you're busy. Scotch, mm. you, you, I mean, my day is pretty much uh, problem solving and putting out fires. That's how my day looks. People come to me and I'm just, I'm, I'm asking, and they're asking me questions. I'm probably not actually working in it. I'm, I'm helping everyone else delegating work and helping them do that. And when that's gone, you've got all of a sudden your, your diary's clear and your day's clear. And it's a great opportunity to plan out how you can grow the business moving forward. And you've got to do both. You've got to defend and grow. You can't just do one and not that the other. Because if you just grow, 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 and you not, don't defend the business, you're not going to have a business to come back to. Mm. And equally, if you just defend the business, defend, 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 when we all come back out of it, you have no bloody work to actually do because you didn't do any growing. Yeah, so, exactly. So, it's a balance, isn't it? To, yeah, absolutely. Defend <clears throat> and grow. Definitely. So what does the future look like for Colville Kitchens? Are you, I mean, you've got your, you've got really successful showroom at the moment. Is there sort of thoughts about growing that model and maybe taking on a second showroom? Yes, or yeah, what yeah, does the future plan, look like? Yeah, our business plan that we set out in January doesn't look too different actually because we wanted a secondary uh, showroom opening up somewhere within the Midlands again within an hour of where we are uh, by the end of this year uh, and you know we're still on track for that this 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 is we're not going to let this we're not going to look at this in a negative way and say oh okay we're uh, we're going to have to I've heard so many people say oh it's just like we're just going to almost have to start again that's, that's bollocks I don't I've, you know I, even people who have been in business for 10-15 years these people saying yeah Every, this has turned our lives upside down. We're going to have to start again. I don't think so. It's, I mean, we're, it's just we we our perspective on the whole bigger picture of the uh, of our business plans hasn't changed at all. We're still looking to grow, and we're still looking to increase turnover. 
on a weekly basis. We're still looking, even now, we're looking at how can we increase turnover? What does our business look like in, uh, so first of all, 12 months time, then three years time, and then your five year plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what does it look like? Of course, it's probably not going to look how you think it's looking 12 months or three years or five years. But you've got to have these plans. You've got to you have could, these Yeah, exactly. Plans. You've got something to aim for, haven't you? So, so what does five years look like then for Colville Kitchens? The five years is probably going to be main showroom where we are now, which is uh, based in, in, the, in the heart of the Midlands in Leicester. It's a big showroom, so we're always going to use it as a head office because luckily we own, the, we own the property as well. So we're not going anywhere. Makes uh, sense. Four and a half thousand square feet. Uh, and then it's a great opportunity then for us to open up satellite showrooms within the Midlands and then to grow out that way. So within five years, we're looking to have at least another two or three satellite showrooms open, uh, running a good capacity, which will short. I mean, I don't want to go in too deep into figures, but each showroom, each satellite showroom should add on another 70% of our turnover. So almost doubling our turnover every time we open another showroom. Right. Well, so, so yeah, that's 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 the plan, mm -hmm. uh, and we've wanted been wanting to do that for at least three or four years. Business is coming up to ten years old now, and been wanting to do that for at least three or four years. But we understand we've got the awareness that our business does currently rely on me, not a lot, but I'm still needed. Right. Still needed there almost day to day. So we're building systems and processes now that means I'm not needed so I can go elsewhere and start to grow the business. So yeah, that's that's cool. our plan. That's our plan for the next five years. Oh. So so that's the plan for the business. So what about the plan for Luke? I mean, we met through some personal development um, a mastermind group that we both were in. Um, what the, what sort of personal development stuff are you doing right now? It's, it's something I know you're quite passionate about. So I'm keen to hear what, what stuff you're doing because having this time to be able to do stuff is yeah. an ideal opportunity to sort of develop ourselves individually, isn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. So uh, a big a big thing for me during this lockdown is personal de development is health and fitness, because if you if you've got a healthy body and a healthy mind, it, they all work in tandem. I know they do. I've, I've read so many bloody books. I'm sick of reading books about health and fitness and and how it works, how it affects the mindset, uh, and especially around mental health. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of people who during this lockdown are going to suffer uh, with their mental health, and I'm I, I, I probably I'm I'm happy to be completely open about it. Uh, and the first two or three weeks of the lockdown, really, I struggled, really struggled, really missed a routine. Actually, missed seeing the staff. Yeah. Actually, missed going to work and seeing the clients, and 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 had an effect on me. So I soon realised that because we'd locked down, I had got no routine. I wasn't going to work and equally that meant that I couldn't do any exercise. So I normally play football twice a week and see my friends as a social thing. Couldn't do that. So I, I quickly realized that I need to get back into a, into a fitness routine and, and started running and doing some training. And this did that there. Uh, Joe Wicks fitness thing. Oh, okay. The Joe Wicks PA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so all of that. So yeah, I think uh, I think pers personal development wise, short term, that's that's really important for everyone to to keep an eye on that because you do ultimately feel good about yourself, even if you even if you're just trying to do something, mm. it makes you feel good about yourself yeah. uh, from a fitness point of view. Even if it's going for a, a walk, a brisk walk, taking the dogs out or something, it's good. It's a good thing to do. Uh, and yeah, and I think uh, there's lots of I'm part of uh, different groups as well like you are mastermind groups mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that i'm going to focus on more over the next three or four years uh being part of a mastermind group for me as a business owner 
uh, is has transformed how my business looks absolutely transformed it and I wouldn't have been able to transform my business without the help of certain mastermind groups and the help of people uh, around me and, and being in touch with people personal development people business coaches uh, they're all good I mean there's lots of people who uh, who say that their, their way of working is 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 the only way of working that's okay and I'm on board with that I, I completely get that I'm happy to take that on the on the chin and someone says this is the, this is the way you do it this is the way we do it and and that you know, I'm going to guarantee you 100% success that's okay that people do that uh, it's I think it's your job as a business owner to, to kind of pick out the bits that you know will work in your business from all exactly. of them, of course yeah, yeah so. every business is unique you know the same as every human being is unique so how you how you market your business it's different to how I market mine. There are similarities and there are kind of, there are approaches and there are different sort of ways you can market a business on different mediums, but the message is different because it's, it's coming from you and your business is based on your personal values. That's where your business values come from. So yeah. you are going to market it differently. So you can't take just like a global approach to it. But I think what you said is right. I mean, I know you're in a few different masterminds and I am the same and I've got a few different coaches. And it's kind of, you have to sort of take the bits out of each of those conversations with different people and you need to make up your own mind. I mean, I did, I did a post on LinkedIn about mental health, which you've sort of touched on. I mean, it was my, the biggest post I've ever done. I, it just blew up. I got like 25,000 views. Um, and I did it as a vlog. I recorded it the night before. I mean, it was about me going to see a counselor and going to, going to have therapy the next day. Yeah. And, um, I spoke to I spoke to a business coach. I spoke to a personal coach. I spoke to my social media lady. I spoke to my wife, my parents, and my son. And I got like someone like, "Don't do it. This is mad." Someone said to me, "Do me a favor. Change your password on your account to this, and then I'll go in and change it, and then you won't be able to put it on there." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Um, and I got such a whole different spectrum, and I was like. Do you know what? I've, 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 I've sought counsel from all these different people. I've taken their opinions because I value those opinions. But it's my call. Yeah. It's my choice. It's my business. It's my, it's my personal brand as well at the time, which I did it under my personal brand. Um, and I made my own decision, and that was to go ahead with what I was doing. But that doesn't mean I didn't value the opinion of any of those people. And it's the same yeah. with masterminds. I mean, one of the ones I'm in, there's, I think there's 40 people in this WhatsApp group. And it's absolutely amazing, the, the, you know, the help that people are giving one another just through like a WhatsApp group, sharing information, sharing ideas. I mean, there's one lady in this group and she wanted, she does a lot of wellness stuff. It's not, she's not just started doing it. She's always done it. Um, and I won't name Bomber, but um, she's very good at what she does. And she wanted to be able to stream um, like live content across different platforms so another guy got some two and a half mil twin and earth cable bent like a loop like that so she could literally put her phone on top of her laptop and have two webcams streaming <laughs> different ways at the same time she she, she didn't even know what tne was like, like <laughs> it was twin and earth love we've all got it in the garage we've got drums of it but it's it's all people helping each other for different ways to so everybody else getting the outcome that they want and that's what i love about mastermind much more so than one-to-one -one mentoring or coaching is yeah, absolutely you get, and you get to help other people but you get everybody gets to learn from one another's experiences so collectively it's hugely powerful 
it's massive i think and i think you, you you touched on it there where you you get so many different business owners doing so many different things mm. uh what it does is it forces your level of thinking it elevates yeah. your level of thinking. it does because you what you what i find myself doing is during any mastermind process is i actually actively really want to help the people in the room mm. I really want to help them because I'm getting so much value from it. Yeah. I, come, I mean, we, we go to for these summits and I, they're like a three day intense summit and I come away and my head is absolutely exploding with ideas and enthusiasm. Yeah. So I get, I get incredible value from these things. So when I'm in the room, when people are talking to me and openly telling the whole group about their business problems and their personal problems, it really, I really dig deep and think, how can I, what can I offer? What value can I bring to this discussion? So you end up, you, you naturally just, through the whole mastermind process you naturally end up elevating your level of thinking and that's not a that's not an egotistical thing to say it's not about that it's about being in that going through that that mastermind process uh, and then coming out the other side and thinking actually what i'm doing here it's not only, what i'm doing here by being a part of this process not only is it a benefiting me massively but the feel-good factor you get from the benefits you give to other people is, yeah. is, is you know, that's priceless. Mm. I, yeah. I love that. I love the idea of uh, I, when, I, when you know, if, uh, I've done it before where I've been driving home from a mastermind uh, and one of the members rung me and said, you know what, Luke, I cannot believe that what you just said to me in the last hour of that session has probably changed the way I think and I, I'm going to implement all these things. Thanks so much, mate. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great, have a great mm. few months. See you in a couple of months. I drove all the way with a massive smile on my face. Yeah, because you you think, well, actually, yeah, it, it, the whole process works, and it's not it's not all about just receiving. No, it's not at all. It's I find that more rewarding actually to be able to. And that was the, that was my my challenge. I think was, I mean, and I have so I've suffered with imposter syndrome massively, um, and I'm kind of like half over it now. But I I kind of felt, well, what value could I really add? And it was only when I sort of spoke to a few people after the first like elite that we went to in Ireland last year and they were like what are you talking about the stuff you've given the the information and the answers you've given to me to help me with my business is I couldn't I couldn't have learned that in five or seven years so actually it is really valuable and that's what I love about it is helping other people yeah yeah it's using what using kind of leveraging the experience you've got to be able to help someone else so they don't have to spend years doing that learning and making those mistakes that you know some might not cost anything but others could be quite costly so yeah. it's helping other people to get to get there quicker yeah absolutely and it's a massive it's a massive mind i don't know what it's like for you on your your kind of personal journey to get to a mastermind but it was a massive mindset for me and it is for lots of people so anyone's listening to this this uh, podcast and thinking what the hell is a mastermind <laughs> and how do i get involved well first of all uh, you you've got to you've got to focus on uh, your roi and your return on investment uh, you know these, these things aren't aren't cheap to be a part of you know you pay a premium to be in that room there's a lot of intelligent business owners in those in these rooms so you pay a premium to be in there but I, I I'm so this is coming into my 10th year of business now Jesus wept if I'd have joined a mastermind on my first year my business would look completely different now 100% yeah. in a small bone yeah yeah 100% it would look very different uh so you know if anyone's listening and, and toying with the idea i would thoroughly recommend it if you can if you can find it within your monthly budget to join a mastermind just do it 
jumping feet first, do we? Yeah, that's a really good point actually, because there is, you know, and I went through it, so I know what it, I know what it feels like. You probably did as well. It's like that, and it's it's not so much a price objection. It's more a how can I justify spending that amount of money? And and it was, you know, so it's and they all differ in prices massively. Um, but wherever you're at, if it's worth it, it's not cheap. And it's about actually, I think it's more about actually framing it that yes, you're, you, it's a cash, it's a transaction. So there's, it's a transactional thing. You are spending money. But the way I look at it, you're not spending it on stationery that's either going to get used or stolen. It's an investment. You're going to get that back like four, 10, 100 times over. And, re- and really quickly, and often in ways you don't even know exist because you know none of us know what we don't know. You can't as a human being, otherwise you'd know it. And it's only when you sit down with other people that have been on that journey that they can say, well, why don't you automate that part of your business? Or, well, actually, why don't you do it this way and take seven steps out of that 20-step process you've got? Because you'll get this at the end result 99%, but you'll get there a lot quicker. Yeah. And, and it's all sorts of stuff that you don't even think about. I mean, I've learned masses of stuff that, that I didn't even know existed. And I've been in business 26 years this year. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm thinking, if I knew this stuff, when I was MD of three firms nearly 10 years ago, we probably wouldn't have had the outcome we did. You know, it's like, wow. So kind of it is like, I've never, since the first meeting that I went to, I've never ever thought about the price again. Um, I've only ever thought about, the two things I've come away thinking is one, God, like you, I'm absolutely like drained after two or three days of like summit. It's just absolutely draining. And I always try now and block out the last the day after but it's never, ever really successful because I've spent yeah. two or three days out of the business. So then I have another day tacked on in. My wife is like, you've just had a two-day holiday. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, never, it's always a bit of a challenge, but, but it's quite good to try and do that and to block in some lumps of time to actually sort of not put into place the stuff you've learned, but to just go back over it and refresh it in your mind because there's yeah. so much information. Yeah, I think it's about, I think it's about uh, just digesting it really, man. Yeah. Just making sure it sits well with you, and and again, all the all the all the tips and information you get from these groups. Again, pick out the bits that you know will work within your business. Uh, I always put I've got two categories, so when I come away, I make a list of the things I know are going to work, and I'm going to implement them straight away. And I'm and I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and talk to my wife, the joint director. We're going to do these, and I have another page on my on my book which says the risk. These things are risky. These are the things I'm going to have to convince her to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to get that to, and, and the risks the, the risk of the exciting ones because they're the ones you think you're, you're going into the unknown you're closing your eyes you're jumping in feet first thinking I'm, I'm going to do this it's going to cost me a fortune is it going to work and then three or four months later boom bloody hell fire I wish I'd have done that months ago yeah. but the thing the good thing with that is those risky things it's good to identify those because what it also does is it makes you think around those subjects because it is a big, quite often they are big decisions, you know, and big decisions quite often come with risk and they come with like financial cost, but also opportunity. So yeah. it does make you try and like think around each of those subjects a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I agree. So any any tips for any last tips before we sort of sign off then for business owners right now, apart from working on their business? Yeah, work on the business, work on yourself. Uh, if if you want a happy medium between working on the business and working on yourself, then I would look at working on your positioning as an as an industry leader. Something that you and I, Richard, are quite quite probably probably quite focused on. Um, yep. I that, that I'm I'm making real good good headway in that way. In that sense, I'm now a columnist for two industry magazines. 
uh, also asked, they're also asking me for, for podcast input quite a lot as well. So yeah, within the industry, just building up, just, just making sure that I'm leaning on all the years of experience that I've got, that uh, I'm actually leaning on all of that now and, and putting it out there for people, other people to digest. And that's, uh, that's really helped with my positioning. So and now's a good time to do that. Now's a great yeah. time to do that. You've got, you've got time to, and these things don't just happen. You know, people say, well, I'm going to work on my positioning. Why do I do that? And I'm just going to wait till someone contacts me and, and then hopefully I'll give them a good right or a good, good advice. It doesn't work like that. You've got to start knocking on doors. You've yeah. got to start picking up the phone and saying, can I, can I be a part of your podcast? Do you want me to write you a column for you? Do you want me to do this for you? Do you want me to write the, all these bits and pieces? And, and it, they all help. They all, they all help. So yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, that'd, that'd be good advice to do for somebody right now. If you're a director of a company, work yeah. on your positioning. Yeah, it's really good advice. The one thing that I heard, and I only wish that I could recall where I heard it, um, but we'll end with this, is that you can't be a secret and a success. Yes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's really, really sort of gets out, you know, you, the businesses that are going to still be there post-COVID-19 are the ones that are actually not in clients' faces, because that's not healthy either, but actually talking to their customers, letting their customers know that they're still there, that they still exist, that they're still here, if they've got any questions, you know, it's about serving your clients. If if your clients are struggling because they're working in different ways, reach out to them and talk to them about that. Yeah. What what can you do differently? How can you help people? Like you said at the start of the conversation, you've still got people that still want designs doing, so you're helping people with doing different things so that, that it means that you're still engaging with those prospects. So, Yeah, cool. absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us today and um, yeah. best wishes for the future. If people want to reach out to you either for... Um, to talk about the stuff that you're talking about from masterminds and stuff. Um, what's the best way to contact you? And I'll put some notes in the show notes. Is it through your email at Colville? Yeah, so Luke at ColvilleKitchens.com. Drop me an email. Also, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So just search for Luke Wedgbury on LinkedIn. You'll find me on there. Drop me a message. Happy to answer any questions. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Luke. Thanks for listening the On The Block podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To find out more about the work that Richard does, please visit his website, www.stonecontracts.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy his show. Thanks for listening and see you soon on The Block.